0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Bag Boardcast episode number 267. I'm Chris. I'm
1: John. And I'm Paul.
0: And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories the past week. Next is The
2: List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out July 1st, 2015.
0: Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we are doing our June monthly look back. So we're going to take a look back at some of the new number ones that came out in uh, the month of june and this month we're gonna be talking about dc comics pretty much exclusively uh we got we are robin number one martian manhunter number one robin son of batman number one bizarro number one and Starfire number one
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh as always we usually
0: start off with a
2: beer and chris what are you drinking buddy
0: hey uh I live in Florida now, for those of you that don't know. So that just opened up a whole bunch of uh, new beer avenues for me. So I grabbed like six different beers for today or or for today and next week, however many we get through. But this is from Orange Blossom Brewing Company, and this is their coconut porter. Um, It's a porter with coconut added, and it's nice. It's really good. It's not as good as the other
2: Fifth Voyage? Coconut
0: porter. Yeah. Like the Fifth Voyage Coconut Porter. That was amazing. Um, when I saw this was available, I was like, oh, cool. Like, that would be great. Um, but it's nice. It's got a nice little, like, toasted sweetness on the top. It's a little depth on the back end from uh, the Porter. It's definitely drinkable. I like it a lot, but it's just not as good as that Fifth Voyage. Hmm. What, what do you guys got? Something outstanding, oh. I bet.
1: Uh, this is actually—it's uh, surprising how how much I'm enjoying this. This is from Smutty Nose a Brewing Company, and this is their Spank. It's uh they are celebrating 21 years of fine brewing. They can actually now drink their own beer. Ooh. Uh, this is a butt-smackingly delicious hoppy saison ale. Uh, I thought it was a session ale because. I just kind of quickly glanced at it at the store, but no, this is a high—you high, know, this is a uh, 7.8% alcohol by volume, so much wow. higher than the session ale. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like two session ales.
1: <laughs> yep, but this is this is nice. This is uh got a nice. It's a light, nice hoppy. It's a nice refreshing,
2: hoppy saison or that mm-hmm. hoppy Belgian beer. This is what I'd want Nirvana to be from gang, and that's what it should be because they're a Belgian brewery, they should have a Belgian IPA. And this, if this is what I got when I opened up that Nirvana, I would have been, yeah, this is great. This is what it's supposed to be. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's not overpowering. It's got good flavor to it. Um, the bottle is marked, you know, bottled in 2015, which makes me think that you could age it. Which, yeah, like, do I want to age this? And, Sometimes my answer is always yes, because I like to see what it tastes like with a little time on it. Because we've been surprised by some
1: things. Yeah, and this uh, Bomber bottle uh, was only... I, th- I was looking for my receipt. I think this was only $9. Well, that's not, not bad at all. Bad. Which, is, which, if that's true, if my memory holds up, that is a great price. This is a great summer beer. Mm-hmm. And nice, that's what we were talking about. Chilled,
2: yeah, and that's... Uh, since we did those... Um, Stouts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And we both were like, it's so hot in here. so hot. All I've been trying to do are get good summer beers for us mm-hmm. in this hot little room. Um,
1: <laughs> so we need to start a Patreon, a Kickstarter, <laughs> something in order to get better lighting, better. Condi- uh, we need to get the cooling system that's cooling in your system. computer yeah. and put it in our armpits. <laughs> yeah. We need that. We need that backer money. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Oh, this is uh, <laughs> But until then, we'll That's drink the nice, refreshing, cool beer. Uh, we should just beer. be doing
0: that anyways. Mm-hmm. Especially when we uh, get ready to talk about some news. Was that happened in the past week.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, big story, right? Huge story. Uh, we finally got our, Spader, our Spiderman. Our Spiderman. Our Peter Spiderman. Spiderman. Uh, Peter Parker, our Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: And yeah, just announced. Uh, well, not just announced, but it was a few days ago now. Uh, Tom Holland has been cast as Peter Parker, and we also have a director with John Watts, so I don't know who either one of these people are.
1: No, but uh, luckily we got Jono here, our movie guy that knows everybody in Hollywood. Not personally, he just knows every how to use IMDb correctly. <laughs> and uh, most
2: of the time, I can pull. I know who. These and then he's are. like,
1: "Oh right, I've actually seen this movie." Unlike me, I look at the list and I'm like. I didn't even know that was a thing. That happened? Where was oh, I? There was, there was that movie? They made a new Mad Max movie? <laughs> they did? <laughs> and didn't just one come out this summer? I'm pretty sure it's on our bracket. You said it's uh, Tom Watts? Yep. No, you no got, you're,
0: you're thinking of uh, Tom Waits. John Watts, and it was Tom Holland. Oh. oh. I combined the two. Hey, and, that's okay. Um... But after the casting news was announced, um, it came out that everyone that was up for the role of Peter Parker tested with Robert Downey Jr., but Tom Holland was the only one that tested with the RDJ as well as Chris Evans.
1: Oh. Um,
0: So they brought him in for that because, yes, it has been 100% confirmed now that Spider-Man will be appearing in Captain America Civil War.
1: Well, they were doing the casting where where they were shooting uh, Captain America Civil War. So if it was supposed to be a secret, it was a really poorly kept secret. <laughs> like, <laughs> can, everybody- you
0: just, can you imagine that being like, all right, hey, you got the job, handshake, handshake. Now go put on this costume. We're going to film your scene now.
1: Dude, you got to start working. You know what they say when you're in a job interview? When they ask you when you can start working, you always see immediately. So, He's you know. probably
0: the only one that was like, I- "I'm not doing anything after lunch."
1: Yeah, you guys got a catering service here, right? Like, I'll hit the craft table, craft service table, and be right in there. Do I need to lose any weight for the spider suit? No, you can see GI on me later. All right, cool. Let's go. Where's Andy Circus? He can stand in for me. I'll just <laughs> do the voice. <laughs> he's not doing anything either. He actually works for craft Services uh when he's not doing the Golem suit thing.
0: Yeah, well, and he's like, probably <laughs> actually on staff there though because if they have like Black Panther in it, I mean, rumors are he's going to be the villain in that movie, so he might even be around there. Yeah.
1: Jen, we've vamped quite a while. So he could find it, and if he can't, we're moving on. It's Are
2: okay. you still
0: looking? Because I got some sure. stuff that I can mention. Uh, no, follow.
2: um, he's been in. Uh, he's going to be in uh, the Heart and the Sea, um, which stars uh, Thor, and this is uh Tom Holland. Um, he was in the Billy Elliot, Elliot the Live Musical, uh, Lock with Tom Hardy. Um, you know he's he's ha- he's got some big movies kind of behind him. And it's interesting to see that he did film a movie with Thor. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, and then,
1: uh John Watts. John Watts? Uh, not JJ Watts, not the linebacker from from uh the
2: Texans. Uh he's he's got a movie coming out I am um, this year with Kevin Bacon called Cop Car, which seems kind of interesting. Wait, it, can I guess? It's the new uh, relaunch of Herbie the Love Bug. No, it's about two car, two kids that find a police car, uh-huh. and it's abandoned, and they take it for a joyride. When the sheriff was digging a hole to bury the body that was in his trunk, and then <sighs> goes after the kids.
1: Okay, so uh, the kids are in the car. The car also has a dead body in the trunk. Yes. Because
0: the it's like sheriff. stand by me, means Let's be cops.
1: <laughs> because the sheriff killed that guy and was trying to get rid of the
2: body. Uh, he did uh, clown, which was a movie that came out last year. That does not year. sound good. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it looks really interesting. It's about this guy. Uh huh. It's about a guy.
1: He <laughs> just told me about the the oh, grave digging cop. Oh, just wait. <laughs>
2: Uh, so I can't imagine what Clown's about. Clown is about a guy that puts on a clown suit that turns him into an evil clown. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds about right. Um, he worked, hey, you know what? It worked for James Gunn. Uh, right. He directed for Onion, uh, their Sports Dome show, uh, the Onion News Network, mm-hmm. uh, Jewish Santa is coming. Um, just like, That's actually... Of, that's horrible, but it's actually a porno. Kind of... It's kind of crazy, like, the stuff, like, uh, <laughs> that he's made, and then he's making Spider-Man. Hey, James Gunn. Slither? James Gunn? And yeah. And
0: most recently, I mean, um, the director from Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow, Trevo, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but he did that time travel movie, Safety Not Guaranteed. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, but and then they gave him... Jurassic World, so Yeah. Just goes to show you never know what's gonna pop out from somebody.
2: Yeah. Uh I think it's two good choices. I really I don't really know <laughs> Tom Holland. I'm I'm in, okay. actually interested in seeing um I wanted to see Clown and I actually want to see Cop Car. So I would much
1: rather it be uh uh Her Herbie the Love Bug.
0: The last <laughs> one they made Paul, did you ever see the new Taxi movie with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon?
1: No, but that's Go see great. that
0: first, okay? And then let me know if you still want it to be Herbie the Love Bug.
1: Well, Queen yeah, is driving
0: yeah, I, I, I the taxi. I the wrong person. Yeah. Paul loves Jimmy Fallon oh,
1: and, and Queen Latifah. How could that movie go wrong?
2: <laughs> you dressed up as 90 Queen Latifah three years for Halloween, so
1: mm-hmm. we should have known that. It was actually uh, based off of her uh, guest star appearance in A Different World. The Cosby Show spinoff.
0: Paul's making stuff up.
1: No, that's all true. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She used to guest star on A Different World. uh, You know, the Cosby Show spinoff.
2: And what does it have to do with Taxi? That's what she took home from Bill Cosby's
1: house? No, no, you said my... No, you said my costume was Queen, 90s oh. Queen Latifah, and I said, well, it was based off of her gotcha. guest appearances. Come on.
0: Anyways, we got anything else for news? You dig the rabbit hole. I follow you in.
1: And then as we're trying to climb back out, you get lost. <laughs> and then pretend like you didn't dig the rabbit hole. It's been six years. Uh, how
2: about the news that, hey, six-year anniversary, guys.
3: Hey, happy
2: to us. We should be used to this. this is, these these are the roles that we play. Six years of, of defining what we do to each other, Paul.
1: so. Why would you think anything Why different? am I surprised by this anymore?
0: That's a, well, it's been a, a lot of fun, and it's going to continue to be fun. I'm, I'm glad we stuck with this. Yeah, me too.
1: A lot of things have changed. Well, Chris's zip code has changed a lot. Over the last... couple times. <laughs> seven. Uh, over the last year. So, uh, we're, we're quickly coming on uh, a year anniversary of Chris being in. out of town. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next month.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> August. Other changes is uh, we've changed studios quite a bit. Yeah. we had uh, four. This is our this third, third studio. Third studio. That, but we have four total underneath our belt. And then, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of good... change. How many comics we buy? How we buy comics? What yep. comics we buy? Yeah, I don't think there's. And we've also we've had like four different Spider-Man movies, hmm.
1: Hmm. <laughs> three different websites, yeah, yeah. two, two go, different Batman. Go go over and check us out on our two new Superman on our new hmm. website. Oh, yeah to yeah. Superman and then uh yeah, our new website's beautiful. It's our best website ever. that's why it's new <laughs>
0: it's it's gorgeous and everybody's asking it at baggingboard.com. dot com and we
1: actually every weekly uh do things to it, which is always, nice. and we added contributors, which is awesome thank you uh, so much contributors, yeah, uh, we really appreciate all the hard work you're doing for writing things for the website you and we've are a better
0: gain some new listeners and new followers, so thank you to you guys.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. even though we do this for us, we're hopefully <laughs> doing it for you,
2: too. <laughs> glad we dragged
1: somebody else down this rabbit hole with us.
2: <laughs> I, I always love seeing a new like on uh,
1: on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm checking iTunes to see if we got any new ratings and reviews, because they bring well, me so okay. much joy. Because
0: while you're checking that, I... Remembered something that we didn't discuss in the pre-show for news for the week, but rumors are now that the Green Lantern movie that we're going to be getting in 2020s not going to be focusing on just one Green Lantern, but multiples. Ooh, did you guys see that too? I no, I did not see that.
1: No, multiple no. Green Lantern. Are you meaning all these uh, two eight one four Green Lanterns, or like um,
0: all of them except for one? So we're looking at Hal Jordan. John Stewart and Guy Gardner, possibly. Um, also on the heels of that rumor, also that they're scouting Chris Pine for Hal Jordan,
2: which I think is a good,
0: I, I, which I think is great. And then, um, oh, I'm blanking out on the name of the guy for John Stewart. Tyrese, yes, Tyrese Gibson. Okay, I was just about to look it up. Um, and he's been putting up a lot of stuff on yeah, um, his Twitter about like
1: he's been actively pursuing this for years. He was in uh, the Transformers movie, right? One of the Transformers movies, Tyrese?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, I've I blocked the majority of those movies from memory. Mm-hmm. And I saw they have Age of Extinction on Netflix now, so don't. I'm like, I could watch it.
2: I, that was, there's very few movies that I actually wanted to leave the theater during, and that was one of them.
1: The Last Airbender? No, I didn't mind that.
0: G.I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe.
2: G.I. Joe I did <laughs> I just kept slumping down farther and farther <laughs> in that seat in my arms I don't know how you can cross your arms any harder but my arms were so crossed
1: <laughs> Dean Cain was coming over and like hey settle down guy
0: <laughs> Um, strange not news story but also happened this week Um, the dude that played Duke Channing Tatum in the G.I. Joe movies uh, he also hated Rise of the Cobra
1: Oh, the first one? Well, yeah, yeah. because you, you you could tell, like, during it, they decided that, oh, iron, because that was right after the first Iron Man movie hit, remember? So they decided to uh, add the Go Exosuits just because of the Iron Man movie. The success of the Iron Man movie.
0: They're like, oh, and it can also sell more toys. I remember Ex- that part of the movie not being completely terrible, though.
1: Yeah, because it was just this chase sequence that was just plastered in the movie you saw those suits once and then they never came back because they just added that scene
0: wasn't there a wayans brother in the movie too yeah Yeah. i'm imagining that
1: nope nope
2: he played like alpine or one of those characters snow
0: job
1: (laughs) (laughs) no no that's buffalo weather
0: yeah Uh, but uh i always like that also in channing tatum related news um, he's apparently been taking card throwing lessons since he's going to be Gambit.
1: <laughs> huh. I like uh, the you know well, back when
0: you go online every day.
1: One of uh back when there was that talk of the horrible Justice League movie that might have happened, I didn't mind Common as John Stewart Green Lantern. I think he had a good luck for it.
2: Yeah, I I can't think of what common is
1: who common or, is he? yeah. well he's a rapper he's but he's also i've only ever seen him like on talk shows
0: mm. like yeah, uh,
1: on like uh the daily show and stuff and
0: he's been in movies i can't remember which one's now he's
1: i'm like oh this guy seems
0: not really nice for me, but he's, he's got a great he's got a great beard
1: yeah he's got a great beard and he's just charismatic he has, like, every a time i strong
0: him. beard line
1: mm-hmm. he's he's very striking. i think i know who you're talking about <laughs> And he's charismatic, you know. He just has that kind of draw to him.
0: But well, I think Chris Fine would be perfect for Hal Jordan.
2: No, I think so. the 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 person that's really going to be hard to cast is Guy Gardner. I mean, you got to find somebody that is extremely likable, but you but also want to punch kind, him in the face. Kind yeah. of hate.
1: Kind of want to see Batman punch him in the face, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's
2: like uh, like in Dexter. I I can't think of the actor who played that, but he portrayed a character who you rooted for, even though he was a serial killer.
3: Hmm.
2: You know, it's like it's kind of one of those things. It's somebody that you have to get behind. But at Arnie the same Stinson
1: time. out of How I Met Your Mother.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we
1: casted it. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Patrick Harris. Patrick Harris. <laughs> Greg Gardner. Uh Neil Patrick Harris is doing that new game show that's come, that's going to be hidden soon. Like the best best moment ever or something like that. Mm, that doesn't sound very good. Yeah, it doesn't look that great either. But it's Neil Patrick Harris, so I'm like, eh, it's not. it's going to last just a little longer just because it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah.
2: He's uh, likable. In other mm, news, mm, only because I don't know if we're going to take a pause, but nobody picked a dramatic reading.
1: Oh, I think uh, I know one, though. <laughs> okay, um, John, who was picking this
2: week? Uh, it would be You're Paul. It would be Paul for Chris.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I know exactly the page and panel that I want, so don't worry, I, sir.
0: <laughs> all right, because we'll take a short pause before we get to that then. But, Paul, I want to ask you, oh, since yes. we haven't talked about this in a little bit, have you had a chance to play any Hearthstone recently?
1: Uh, Well, last time I played Hearthstone might have been, like, uh, last week.
0: Okay, were you playing when they had announced the Tavern Brawl?
1: Yes, I I played a uh, two Tavern Brawl so far, uh, actually, and okay. those are kind of fun. You know why they're so much fun? Because I can play like once and get a new pack. <laughs> it's exactly, like, That's... awesome! <laughs> it's the I like easiest that, way to it's... earn a pack.
0: For uh, for those that haven't played
1: Hearthstone, or know what it is. It's the collectible card uh, tavern game. Tavern Brawl, yeah, it's
0: yeah, yeah, based it's off, it's... off of the World of Warcraft
1: and uh it's free to play and but you can you know it's filled with microtransactions they're not super pushy about it so i i enjoy that you know it's yeah, just it's, not, it's
0: not really bad
2: you
1: uh, you um, don't have to buy anything to play that game if you don't want to exactly and it's great the expansions i think are are great they give you a lot of different cool cards and they're challenging and they are challenging and you can get them with in-game currency but man yeah, the, that's real
0: tough the ex- The expansions are the only thing that I've actually put money down on, Mm -hmm. and I went into the expansions the same way I do one of the Telltale episodic games, where I'm going to be putting down like the seven or ten bucks for it, but I'm going to get the enjoyment out of it, Mm -hmm. so it's worth it. And I think even if you uh, you want to buy packs of cards in the game, it's only like a dollar for a pack.
2: Yeah, it's not very expensive, because I've I bought them a couple
1: times just because I was like, you know, let me I want some new cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. and now with this uh, Tavern Brawl, what happens is weekly, it's a new challenge, and you get to play, like the first Tavern Brawl was, you got to play with these OP'd Decks and you just played against, and the other your opponent actually had an overpowered deck as well. And it was just kind of fun just to be there with these crazy powers in Hearthstone, and it was kind of liberating because it was just something that you wouldn't be these cards you, you probably never get to play with. Like, yeah, yeah. especially, and you're
0: playing as a character who's actually one of the bosses from the recent Blackrock Mountain mm-hmm. uh solo adventure that they put out who has access to powers and cards that you normally don't have as just a regular player. And I think it's something cool that they're doing, because it gives you a little bit different, like, play cells to mess around with. And there's really nothing on the line with this. Yeah, Because I only played, like, the new one twice. Uh, and it was actually the day that it came out, just because I was like, oh, hey, new one, like, let me see what they're doing this time.
1: Was it the one with the bananas?
0: Yeah, but it's the one where you get the banana yep. cards every time we're of your uh minion size and i lost my first match second one i won i got my free pack so i was like okay i don't need to exactly one again but who knows what next week maybe it'll be something that's completely different and that's going to be what i'm wasting a lot of time on but i'm glad uh, blizzard's still supporting this game
1: it's making them all of their
0: money now
2: and did you see other people are doing it too now that other companies are making their own
0: yeah there's a uh was it Elder Scrolls is coming out with one
2: Yeah, I believe Elder Scrolls and I think there's two other ones that
1: are gonna I come. think there's going to be a Star Wars based one as well and it's so you know it, it's this microtransaction free to play model where you know people will give 80% of your customers provide 20% of your profits you know and then that 1% provide like 19% of those profits like it's crazy like when you get with the trend these uh, free to play models—like how much people will actually spend? Yeah. Because yeah, what's nuts really with not. what's what's nuts with Hearthstone right now is uh, just a couple weeks ago they announced those player silhouettes. Oh, you don't like playing as Golroth, the orc warrior? You can play as Brazenbeard, the dwarf. I don't know these guys' names. Yeah, <laughs> Brazenbeard instead. That are
0: from the World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft lore, um, but basically what you do is it's ten dollars. I give you a new character portrait that has different dialogue recorded for it, mm-hmm. and that's it. It doesn't actually impact gameplay at all. But it's more one of those like, hey, are you sick of looking at? The guy that you have as your hunter? Well, pay $10 and look at some other dude now.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a new hat, new skin. It doesn't affect gameplay, but dude, 10 bucks. I went up against one person that had it, and I'm like, oh, this guy's an asshole, and I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> and he did. He just, like, I'm like, well... Because he's spending the money. But I liked that. You know, I was like, oh, man, I hate this. But now, at least now, when I see the new player profile, I'm like, the with the new... Portrait and I'm like, oh, I know this guy spent a lot of money. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win this hand. I might as well do whatever I want. I hate when they toy with you, though. Oh, yeah. I I yeah. usually just end up conceding now, like because no. I'm I don't have time for. It. I I'm only playing ranked now because I'm like, I don't like playing because yeah. I'm like if I'm gonna play, I might as well just play ranked where people are trying to win, and not just goofing off and taking forever on time. And then yeah. even if they do are Taken Forever on time, I'm like, fine, you win. I don't, you know.
0: Yeah. I don't care. I feel like I've gotten good enough now that I'm going to start trying to do some of the arena stuff. Because I'm guaranteed to get at least one pack of cards from that, so.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Didn't do that. But, yeah. Any other errors? That, that was all uh, that I had because I forgot about that. Any I other news? about that before we started.
1: No, uh, not really. You know, which blade is ending?
0: You know, oh, really?
1: Yeah, uh, in October. Uh, oh, Top Cow is no day. longer going to be publishing which blade, so look for which blade number one coming out. in, you know,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, dude, what? Which blade update confirmation of Rack Queen's departure from Stepan Stijek? What about Rack Queens? Uh oh. Uh oh. Health issues for the delays on Rat Queens, and uh, said that while he's leaving, okay. Um, Stephen C. Jack has confirmed via post on um, Comic Book Resources uh, that he was no longer going to be the artist on Rat Queens.
0: Well, they've had he an artist only had like one or two with him actually on the art so far.
1: Yeah, uh, because he's had uh health issues. Uh, that's and that's why he's leaving Rat Queens, and he'll be. Replaced by a as yet unnamed, wonderfully skilled artist. So that's really sad. All
0: right. Yeah, Uh, because we that book comes out sporadically, but it's still really good. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. Talking about books that come out uh, weekly. Uh, What book are you looking forward to coming out uh, this week? Uh, July second, first. July first is the one. Oh, Chris.
0: Oh, you caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for it. A book I'm actually looking forward to is going to be from Marvel Comics, and this is going to be A Force number 2. I've really enjoyed a lot of what we've gotten from the Secret Wars book. So far, a lot more than I actually thought I was going to, being books that don't matter taking place, spinning out of a... uh, like mini events um a lot of times those books you can just kind of skip over because they don't do anything to add to the story and while these ones really don't either they're such like great fun to these um i really enjoyed it so yeah i'm looking forward to a force number two and this is by g willow wilson with art by jorge Molina. so i was trying to pull up my notes Cool. And then I, you threw it to me, and I wasn't ready, Paul.
1: You know, but I, I enjoyed uh, A-Force a little bit more than I thought. It's one of the stronger ones coming out of Battle Battleworld. Um, yeah, even I though,
0: haven't read Inferno number 2 yet, but that's one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I have but it. I, I, re- it's good. I like the uh, Secret War, I can't remember what it was called, like just Journal or whatever, the one with, like, the 1602 version of the Young Avengers.
1: Hmm, I don't know that one. Yeah, I bought John.
0: it. John, yeah, you bought that one. That was fun. I like that.
1: You know what else This one, and we'll talk about it a little bit here uh, during our look back Bizarro and uh, I'm looking forward to Bizarro number two coming out and uh, art by Gustav Dorte and written by Heath Corson um, and we'll talk about the book in our look back so I yeah. won't go into it too much here and guess what guys what
0: hey don't want to spoil too much but I, I think it's safe to say you, you appreciated it what
2: well, John? Uh, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to a new number one from Image
1: Comics.
0: Oh boy! Oh, I know. What is it about Me
1: serial Killers or the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> about or, the end of the uh, world, or the, or a, uh, a science
2: fiction uh, murder mystery? Uh, it is. We stand on guard, and oh, it's no. written by Brian K. Vaughn.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, art by Steve, Sgrose. Okay. Um. And it takes place uh, 100 years from now um, with a heroic band of Canadian civilians that must defend their homeland from evasion by the United States of America. Huh. Uh, I'm a huge Brian K. Va- K. Vaughn fan. Like I think we mm-hmm. all uh, enjoy a lot of his work. And um, I'm willing to check it out.
1: 100 Years in the Future, invading, Invasion from the United States. Water World. It's a it's a quest
0: for water. No, look at that picture. The U.S. has got a big robot. Mm-hmm. See, when when I heard about the series, I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. But they had a preview of it in the last issue of Saga. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, it kind of sapped all my excitement for it.
2: That's why I never read those, and then I just buy the number one, and then I'm like, meh, I shouldn't
1: have spent the money. Yeah. But you know what? It's read, only two ninety nine. Read the,
0: read the preview and maybe save yourself three dollars.
1: Yeah, most fresh water in the world is in Canada. <clears throat> so, if, if the world is, well, speaking, is the
0: water tablet
1: is running low. Speaking
0: well, speaking about things that are fresh, I could use a fresh beer.
1: Oh. Well, I, see, I, I see was that. I was thinking somebody was going to you know segue like that you know. Well, Paul, if we ever run out of water, that's not a problem. We got beer.
0: What are about? you drinking, I try, Chris? I try, to do, I try to do my best.
1: Yeah, no, that was yeah. really good. I, re, I really enjoyed yours. And, and what you. are
2: you drinking, my friend?
0: Um, This is from another Florida brewing company. Uh, this is from Due South Brewing in Boynton Beach, Florida. And this is their Caramel Cream Ale. It's an ale brewed with vanilla beans. Um, 5% ABV, and I think something's up with the, these cans because... I get a little bit of a sour off of it, so I think this is maybe past its point. Ooh, maybe yeah. it just didn't travel well when they were delivering it or something. But yeah, I don't get any vanilla. I, I take a sip and I get like a maltiness off of it, but then it just kind of washed away by a sour. Well,
2: that's too bad. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, what do you guys got though? We are drinking a new beer from the Great Lakes Brewing Company. Uh, a Bag & Board favorite. Um, And this is their Sharpshooter. This is a Session Wheat Ale, uh, an ale brewed with orange peel, a nice uh, 4.8% beer. Um, My first sip, I'm kind of like underwhelmed by it. Then, uh, kind of like after the the lingering taste, um, I really kind of like it.
1: It took a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's, you know, got nothing quite up front but the taste. And this is from Great Lakes? Great Lakes. Oh, man. I was really hoping, because I saw this and I'm like, oh, a new Great Lakes beer session. But, you know, uh, I don't know what to feel about this. It's a wheat beer, so I'm not really a, a big fan of wheat. It's an IPA, supposedly. It's not. It's not. But it's a Session, so uh, I don't know. I'm of mixed feelings here. Paul's
0: so torn over this <laughs> beer
1: right now. It's,
2: like, it's, it's, well, it's, not, uh, it's nothing to
1: write to the soldiers about. It's not a bad beer. But what is, am I expecting when I read all three of those things together, though? A session Wheat IPA. like This is what I kind of... It's, I'm not let down by it because I'm not expecting much from the label. You, you, get, you get a lot of wheat up front. Mm-hmm. You get the
2: Hoppiness from the i p a on the back, and yeah. orange peel
1: is on my tongue right now It's that wheat beer that it tastes like licking the glue the glue of an envelope it's that kind of yeah, you're definitely and yeah.
2: that's because it it goes in these waves of big wheat flavor mm-hmm. oh there's the i p a orange peel, and you do get those flavors in that succession of one, two three. Yeah. Um, I can imagine ice cold, super hot day on the porch. Yeah, might be good. You just finished mowing your yard. You walk up. You take a swig of this. It's going to be
1: refreshing. I'm going to have to call John out on some shit right now. I'm sorry I'm so much, guys. But he keeps on talking about mowing his lawn and having to come in and drink a nice porch beer. The guy has a riding lawnmower. mower. <laughs> I have a big yard. I'm out in the sun.
2: He's got we, a riding lawnmower. We trimmed that giant tree, so now we don't have as much shade. I'm in the sun a lot more now, Paul.
0: Oh, I have a... It was 93 here today. I don't want to hear it. You walk outside and you need a beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, but during the, but during I the winter... I took a cardboard went
0: to... <laughs> box down to the dumpster, and I came back, and I was like, I need a beer
1: <laughs> but when we're complaining during the uh, winter After com- talking about needing, you know, a barley wine after shoveling You'll be like, it's 63 here, guys
2: <laughs> Barley wines are too heavy Oh yeah, tell me more about that blizzard, dudes <laughs>
0: Hey, my, my heart goes out to you if that happens
2: yeah. <laughs> If that happens I don't, <laughs> I don't know man. when that the, happens. The blizzard that uh I got blizzard into my house for 4 days mm-hmm. uh didn't even touch where my where I live now. So hoping mm-hmm. hoping that keeps up. Nice. Uh and Chris check your uh phone or tablet because you should have the dramatic reading sent to you.
0: I I just got it. Ooh. Mm.
1: And now a dramatic beer review. <laughs> From the pages of Starfire, number one, page, I don't know, panel, I don't know. Forgot to look at it.
0: Let's let's look it up so I have a chance to actually read the panel first, too.
1: Oh, okay. We're going to keep this all in, and then we're going to reintroduce it right now. Right. And now, for real serious, dramatic reading from the Bagnum broadcast of Starfire, number one, page seven, panel five
0: this is full of delightful golden bubbles it is both cold and warm going down jeez i can't even take a few hours off i can feel its calming effects on the outermost area of you, you come humans call the brain
1: and that was a dramatic reading from starfire number one Page 7, panel 5. I like how you made the sheriff so
0: butch. <laughs> Ugh, I can't take a single day had off. A, had to differentiate the voices. I don't have female voices. I'm not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wide range. Wide range. <laughs> Wide range. <laughs> I, I just do uh, small Mexican kids and man-at-arms. That's basically all I got.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. You also do your girlfriend.
0: Hey oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> but that dramatic reading is actually gonna take us into our main topic.
1: Yeah, this is a book that I picked up. I've been enjoying Carly Quinn uh a little too much, as we talked about previously on the episode show. And uh this Which, is okay,
0: coming... I'm not alone. Everyone else imagined Paul with his like <laughs> pants around his ankles when he's reading it, right? Is that what you were getting at, Paul? <laughs> no not quite. Okay.
1: But but it's it's Amanda Conner <laughs> art, right? No, it's not Amanda Conner no? art. She's co- co-writing. Yeah, which would be Uh Manuela Uh yeah,
0: Emanuela Lupacino. Yeah. which it's a good like stand-in for Amanda Conner art.
2: Yeah, cuz I like just those that cute like noses that she, uh, that be, they draw. Mm-hmm. It's cute
1: on these female no characters. Noses what he points out. Oh, look at that nose on that girl. She has a set of nostrils on... The, oh, look at her set Look <laughs> at of nostrils. Look at those
2: honkers. <laughs> you talking about her boobs? No, that nose! Uh, but anyway, hey, this, is,
0: this is a all-new, all-different Starfire from what we got previously in the pages of something like Red Hood and the Outlaws.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, more naive, more fish-out-of-water, more... Like, wait, did she have her adventures with Teen Titans in this book? Uh maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, is she suffering from some sort of weird mental break, or is this a new number one where it's the new continuity, so therefore this is a whole new character that we've not read before? I'm thinking mostly the latter. Well, yeah. in
2: Red Hood and the Outlaws, it's definitely, like, that issue one is definitely the group is broken up. Mm-hmm. So this could be her kind of moving away from that. Who knows what happened at the end of that book? Maybe something broke. But like her history is the same history that it's always been. You think that that was at least what
1: they laid out in Red Hood and the Outlaws? Yeah, where she was. They go through her back the backstory of this character. If you have no relationship with her whatsoever, Uh, if you never read, read Teen Titans or Titans. Back in the old 52, uh, she is a the younger princess on a, an alien world that gets conquered. And uh, in order to save her people, her sister sells her into basically slavery, where the conquering aliens uh, do experiments on her, and she gains powers, or unlocks hidden genetic potential in her, and uh, she uses those powers to break free and crash lands on Earth. Where she makes new friends here in uh, Key West.
0: Hey, she's a Florida girl too.
1: Yep. So she's she just moved to Key to Florida as well. So maybe you can run into her.
0: Oh man! As <laughs> I say, maybe we can meet for a drink sometime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You should get a parrot. <laughs>
1: uh, and this is fun, this is a fun fish out of water story where she's like at a sheriff station trying to uh, just trying to like say hey I can be a help to you guys. You know, I got superpowers. I don't know what it's like to be here or live here. Help me. Yep. What is a job? Yeah, what is a job? What is currency? What is beer? And she has her first beer. It's kind of, it's cutesy. It's fun. It has a cute art style that really matches what's going on. It's a buddy comedy kind of thing where... You got the straight-laced sheriff that knows exactly what's going on, knows this town like the back of her hand, and then the fish out of you know, the new, the newbie, the uh, the cousin from uh, Minneapolis, Minne- Belky, Belky from uh, <laughs> Minneapolis. I I don't remember the place.
2: Minneapolis. No, mini What's what was his town? I'm pretty sure he came from Minneapolis. No.
0: No, he came from like uh, a back like of Belkistan
1: or something. What?
0: It was like meatball or something. No,
1: not meatball. No, never mind, guys. That's okay. I, I, <laughs> I thought this you're, was a lot of fun. What listen, did you guys you're, say? You're, you're pulling from
2: our thirty, like it's like twenty five years ago mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, Belky.
1: But what okay. did you guys think? I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm definitely interested in picking up more of this. It's light on comic books with a slight superhero slant, and that's all I really have an emotional investment for right now. Uh,
0: okay, uh, this just in. Balky was from Meepos.
1: Meepos! Close to Meatballs. I can see where you were going with yeah. that. You were close. You were closer close. than I was with Mini Pop- Populous.
2: You just spilled that on your pants. Yeah, probably.
0: Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, back to reviews.
1: Um...
2: The book is got. It has fun. I do enjoy like the kind of uh, the imaginary bubbles that she has yeah. when people are talking and stuff like that.
0: She's I, taking everything very literally.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I couldn't get invested in this book. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with this book. Mm-hmm. But what's there to invest? I, yeah, but it's like I was <laughs> waiting for the end,
0: oh, and then okay. I was like.
2: Uh, it's still going because they have these little breaks on top where it's like show me your jewels Mm -hmm. you know from tears to beards and I'm like okay it just keeps kind of going and it was about when she got her new wardrobe that Mm -hmm. I was really kind of checked out and just waiting to finish the book not to say that there's anything wrong with it but it just wasn't what I was looking for into a, a book okay yeah 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 and I'm and I'm not saying like the art the art's great, the art fits the tone of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the book is fun. I like the little things that they did about it. Just wasn't I just wasn't picking it up. But it I did read this right before I took a big nap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was really tired. Yeah. Okay. So I can understand why uh, you wanted to see. Get to get I to wanted the end. to end it or get to a point, and there is no point. Yeah. It just yeah. kind
2: of keeps going. It's these little like vignettes mm-hmm. of. Things that are happening to her during the day. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is happening. Oh, found a bird. Oh, kiss this dude. Oh, yep. stop this brawl. Oop. Oh, went to a jeweler's. Uh I did like when she went to the jewelers and like, yeah,
1: That's... these are like kinda like diamonds.
2: I think you have a couple eggs in
1: here. <laughs> Don't know what's gonna pop out of those. I'm not gonna buy those. But I can give you a three grand for the uh uh
0: three big ones.
1: Three big ones. Yeah. Or she mentions
0: elephants. I... I really like this book Um, this is something that I would and probably will continue to read it's different from what I expected it to be because I'm so used the new 52 and now the 52U trying to just be so big and trying to do something different that reading one of these kind of more (laughs) low-key smaller stories was actually kind of welcome um, and if, Paul, this is what you get from Harley Harlequin, I can completely understand your enamoration with that title because this was a fun read. Like, it's not heavy. There's some jokes and stuff to it. Um, and, yeah, it's very much just like, hey, here's snapshots of her day. And mm-hmm. th- there's really nothing of meat or consequence to this until she's, like, chasing around a parrot. And then it's like, oh, here's that hurricane that they were talking about a couple pages before. But is it a hurricane or an alien invasion? I hope it's just a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I I really enjoyed this book. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with John. Like the art's like perfect. It fits the tone of the story so well, and it definitely lends itself to what Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti are doing with the story too, because they can be downright raunchy from time to time. Yes, but a little bit more tongue and cheek, like. I mean, read the pro if you want to see what they're capable of.
1: Yeah, well, even they, they they skirt that line a little closer in Harley Quinn, where she okay. is more of that. They play her off as cutesy in Harley Quinn, but also with a raunch factor, which is... I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but I do. And this is <laughs> well, like...
0: Well, I think we just discussed yeah, why.
1: Yeah, and then this one, they just, like, take away... They just are doing the same thing, but they go... Completely nice and not haunch. Yeah. and I think I might end up enjoying Starfire a little bit more. But I can, but I still think uh, Harley Quinn is a lot of fun. Uh, not I th- as much. Well, g- oh, go ahead.
0: I think anyone that had problems with how Starfire was being written or characterized <laughs> in Red Hood and the Outlaws, because that was a big point of contention for uh, readers when the New Fifty Two launched, just how she kind of seemed like uncaring a little bit more warmongering. Mm-hmm. Um if you didn't like that version of her, definitely check out Starfire number 1 because this is kind of more in line with the naive Starfire that you get from something like the Teen Titans cartoon, like yeah. Teen Titans Go. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah, this feels more uh, much more out of that line than what you were getting with the uh, like what yeah, the harder-edged like out of Titans like and then into that book. Um but what did you guys think of? Now this is something that when I open it up and look at the art, uh, I I am like, this is a DC comic, is it? Or is this like one of those is like, this, is this a Pixar movie? Or like, like looking at it, it's it feels more like the Bizarro comics that they used to do, uh, where they would just get the <laughs> indie writers to write a bunch of, um, books. What was it? Wasn't it called Bizarro? I guess it's called couple... Bizarro World. Yeah, Bizarro, Bizarro World. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is Bizarro number 1, written by, I don't know, drawn by, I don't know, I'm sorry. I just did not <laughs> it's, it's write okay. notes. It's
0: okay, I've got it up right here. Uh, this is written by Heath Corson, with art by Gustavo Jurati.
1: And I just said that during my pick, my li- week with a list. Oh my goodness. That's okay. Uh, this is, if we thought uh, that the art in uh, Starfire was light and fun, This is dialed up to cartoony 11. This is like almost a Tex Avery, not quite Tex Avery level of slapstick, but it is. uh, the features are just, I don't know, so over-exaggerated, and it's so lighthearted, and it's just cool and fun. Uh, King Tut in this is an amazing villain. Uh, He is a used car salesman. That, well, that well, refuses to change out a costume. We, we might want to say what the book is. Bizarro number one. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been thumbing
2: through the book and just enjoying every single panel.
1: Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of Kirby Crackle in one of the panels. It's great. It's yeah. it's uh, uh
0: basically what this is is Jimmy Olson taking Pizarro on a road trip up to Canada. Just a.k.a. A of Metropolis. Uh,
1: Canada, a.k.a.
0: Bizarro America. Bizarro
1: America. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I read that, and I'm like, yeah, this might be one of my favorite books ever now. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I love the scene where it's Jimmy daydreaming about, like... Leap, oh,
2: ditching him in the like in the
1: <laughs> no, in the Mustang. All the daydreams that Jimmy Olsen has, but especially uh, the one where he's like, "Yeah, Clark, my best friend Clark." He kind of mentioned it as a joke, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, "Yes, this would make a great uh, photojournalist book." Me take uh, on a road trip with Bizarro. I don't know how Jimmy Olsen actually sat down with Bizarro to explain this whole thing to him, but whatever. It starts with them in a car. <laughs> Uh yeah it's... And then antics And he's got a chupacabra. <laughs> it's so Helen. <Telling. laughs> Which reminds Telling me it's... a lot of uh Invader Zim.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean it fits with that cartoon world. Mm-hmm. Bizarro's wrists are the same size as his biceps. Like it's this weird, like Frankensteinian, just crazy. There's nothing about this book you can't not <laughs> it's like. It's so funny. My favorite I... moment I... is is when they're Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen are sleeping in the same bed together and Bizarro's like curled up around Me, him. Big his, spoon. He's just got this big hand on his head, like they're cuddling. It's so it, It's just so bizarre. Uh but it's such a fun book.
0: My my favorite moment, because I was flipping back through it and I I saw it and I was like, yeah, that was it. Um it was when they're actually in the little diner and the like like grizzled trucker guy walks by and is like looks like the circus is back in town and then Bizarre says Circus we am go and then Jimmy says no and then, then it's like oh we're going. He's like boo and then Jimmy's like no I mean I mean yes. And then Bizarre's like awesome <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so different from everything else that DC's putting out. And a lot of the books that they just relaunched with this like fifty two U are completely different. I mean, a lot of them we're not talking about, but this made me actually want to read the Batmite book, which isn't I, as I good picked as Bizarro.
1: Up. Yeah, it isn't as good, but it's fun still.
0: It, it's still fun. But, but it didn't but make it
1: just, our look back, and you no. know why. It's because if if you only really have room for, in your budget for one of those, these kind of books, like Batmite or Bizarro, pick up Bizarro. It's only going to be six issues. This is uh, number six of one. Number so, one. number one of six. No, nope. That's oh, a bizarro. Yeah, sorry, yeah. all right. Bizarro joke. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, boire you. Uh, <laughs> I love. I, I love the boire because it's. It reminds me of the Seinfeld joke, even though I've only watched a very few episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, isn't the opposite of goodbye, badbye, not.
2: Yeah. yeah. Instead of, uh,
1: re- instead of hello? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, boo ray. You know, instead of boo ray. I like it. It's fun. It's, good. Uh, it's zany. There's really not much to talk about plot wise other than they break down and then have to go to a used, crooked, used car salesman that then uses his powers of King Tut in order to uh, enslave Smallville.
0: But, it's fun. Bestowed upon him by, by aliens that are just messing with him.
1: Mm-hmm. That are also looking for Colin, the chupacabra. Who I want to see get in a fight with Dexter, the Red Lantern Cat. Mm. Oh. My money's down on Chupacabra.
0: He is a Mexican go blood so. Well, yeah, he's a. Mm-hmm.
1: Chupacabra. And maybe an alien. Alright, now <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm pretty
0: sure he's an alien,
1: yeah. Now let's get into the yeah. books that weren't as zany, but might have been just as fun. Who knows?
2: Uh. And this would be We Are Robin by Chris. Uh,
0: this was written by Lee Bermijo, who's mostly known for doing art, but he also did. Um, he's written, oh, I can't remember the name of the book that's just coming out from Vertigo, it was like Suiciders or something. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, uh, but sui- he,
0: yeah. You would know his artwork. He did the Joker. Hardcover original graphic novel written by Brian Azzarello, and he also did the Superman parts of Wednesday Comics. Oh, okay. Um, he did a lot of Batman work too in the early 2000s. He was the artist on Gotham Nights, and he did a bunch of covers during the I want to say it was the uh, War War Games art. Uh, but then it's actually drawn by Jorge Corona.
2: Yeah, and the the one thing about comic books these days is I had to go to page ten to get who it was written and drawn by. You know, it's not like writing that first first couple pages like it you know it used to be. Back in my day. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh and this takes place with uh Duke Thomas, who has become an orphan after Endgame. Uh his parents are missing after being exposed to the Joker gas, and he's kind of been hopping from place to place. Um we saw this character in Endgame, mm. the the uh Duke Thomas. Um and this is a guy who has some abilities in fighting, he's kind of a little bit of uh a gymnast abilities. Mm-hmm. Um
1: got some ability with the well, yeah. lettuce. That lands him into some trouble. Um,
0: (laughs) Why do you get all sing-songy? I don't
2: know. And and, and Jubilee takes notice
1: of him.
0: (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was like, what Jubilee's in this book? I love it.
1: (laughs) Is Uh, she a vampire? No, she's out in the sun. This is a good Jubilee.
0: But while he's kind of going about his day-to-day business, it seems like he's being scouted out by a group of people operating under the radar.
2: Uh, And I I really liked seeing um, um, uh, Tompkins. I can't think of her first. Leslie. Leslie. Leslie Tompkins in this is someone trying to get this guy. As a social worker. As a social worker, trying to get this guy situated, Mm -hmm. trying to find a place for him. But really, his main goal, no matter what, is trying to find his parents. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads him into this hobo king Arena in the sewers where the Robins Mm -hmm. that are out there trying to defend this city with the absence of Batman and maybe Mm
3: -hmm.
2: the other fighter, you know, Robins and Batgirl and people who are in this city um, are trying to step up and protect this city. So stuff like end game doesn't happen again. And they're coming to recruit him and save him in this book.
1: Yeah, and this is, it looks like these are all characters that had some sort of passing relationship with Batman or had some sort of experience alongside Batman. And they are said, Hey, you, you, you fought alongside the bat or something, represent. Like, I think that was like their battle cry <laughs> instead of assemble, represent. Uh, which is, you know, youthy. My question before we, <laughs> before we get into this book and
2: before I forget. Are these kids assembled and being led by Alfred?
0: Yeah, that's what it really seems like. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Because, like, you have a bat with a camera on it, like, watching what's going on. He's monitoring things like Mm -hmm. he would from the bat cave. They don't really show him, but what they do show kind of looks like an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. Um so, I mean, to me, it looks like it's this is going to be Alfred's book as this mind game leader of these ragtag kids, which almost feels like it's against what Alfred stood for. Uh,
1: Alfred was always the more protective person of the Robin. You know, whoever Robin was, he was the one that like looked out for him more so than maybe even Batman. Even with... Uh, even when it was Dick Grayson, Batman, and... um, Damien. Damien, Robin, Alfred still took care of Damien and tried to protect him a little bit more, even than Dick Grayson did. And, you know, Dick and Alfred had that same sort of relationship where... So I can understand that I don't think... uh, I don't think Alfred chose these kids, said, hey, get out there, kid, and start fighting the good fight. I think he's seen... What is happening around him? Where these kids are now fighting the good fight? So he's like, that's suicide. Uh, they're doing it with. Uh, let me. You, give, let the me difference give. between you and me is I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, but so like, he's going to give them body armor. so he doesn't really give them hockey pads.
2: He doesn't really give him body armor because like they show his little armory and it's like baseball bats, nunchucks, uh, police batons, and then he like sneakers. Yeah, but those, red red coats. Yeah, but yeah, no, you couldn't see. I did a little jaunty dance when he said red coats. I do know what's in there. You, they show you. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you don't know what they're made of. It's super high tech fibers. It's owned by biological infested spider silk. That spider. That's the new type of spider silk.
0: The one with the Kevlar. Kevlar spider silk. That's cells. true. That that no, that's an actual, like scientific thing. <laughs>
1: That is a scientific thing. They've been breeding these spiders to weave those, spiders, those Kevlar spiders silk for years. Come on.
0: Come on, John. Come on, science, John. <laughs> um, no, but I definitely read that as the same way as, like... Because he even, like... Or whoever this character is makes mention that he's seen people mm-hmm. choose to defend the city. And it's about time that the city chose its own defenders. And it seems like he's going to be here to be that fatherly figure to help, like, aim them a little bit more than they are already.
1: Yeah, and he's not Um. going to screw up like he did with Batman. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I made him way too dark and brooding. We're going to be more colorful. (laughs) That's how uh, how the book ends. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Is that not how? No, it
0: It does. Um, (laughs) I I really enjoyed this book and being like a huge Robin fan I was kind of going in a little bit apprehensive about it but like three pages in I was already liking uh, Duke
2: Mm -hmm. who's going to be that character that you're learning about this group you're following him through this where everyone else is kind of established Um, this is a good book I liked it I don't if somebody else picked it up, I would read number two. I
1: wouldn't buy number two. It, it's a, it's still fun. It's got a little bit of, it has heart to it. It's, and I have to say, it just feels like it's going to be connected to a, a much bigger story where if I miss something, I, in another book, I'm, I'm afraid that it might have crossover stuff going on with it. And again, Art, because it spun out of a huge crossover, art or a big event, art fits the
2: book. Mm-hmm. It fits that tone perfectly. It's still a little cartoony, but it still is y, mm-hmm. You know, it. I mean, the character designs are really done well. I mean, the guy like that that is that hobo king, he looks <laughs> like a rat. He's yeah, he looks like, like uh, the rat king. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely in the character design of each. We are Robin. Robin. Um but are, are cool. They're all different. They all seem like they have their own personality and what they're gonna use as their weapons and
0: everything. And like these are all brand new characters. It's a brand new title. But like halfway through it I felt like I was reading a Robin book again. Mm-hmm. And that was important to me as a Robin fan, and I mean that as a fan of like all robins in one way or another. Uh, so I I really dug this one. All
1: right? Can I ask you, Chris? How similar yes. do you think Duke is to Dick Grayson? Because I think the similarities are o- almost countless. <laughs>
0: like, I, I think he's uh, more similar to a Dick Grayson than he is to any of the other ones. Yeah. Just with like the kind of quipping and the acrobatic abilities, and um, also and also the, his, the being an orphan, and also though, like, being a lady could, killer. You know, like yeah, even his parents could still be alive down mm-hmm. in the the sewers with everyone else that's.
1: but his main objective is to avenge either find his parents or to avenge his parents death you know that's why he's doing this he's he feels like the new version of dick grayson like yeah. and this is the first I, I time would. they've done that with robin i think where they just kind of recycled that. that archetype and i didn't make
2: that connection until you as soon as you said it it was like mind blown <laughs> really i was just
1: like i'm like reading it and i'm like Oh, this with, is the new Dick Grayson. Okay. You know, like, I
2: when I was reading it, I was just following mm-hmm. this character. I didn't put any extra okay. thought yeah. into it because I knew – I didn't want to get my hopes up about any Robins in this book because mm-hmm. then I knew it didn't have anything to do with that. But then it's like, oh, it's still kind – of, now it's like, oh,
1: it's still kind of a Robin book, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you think about it that way. Um, so I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of interested to see if they cheese out and basically do a one-for-one of all uh, these other characters, uh, you do have them. I, 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 I don't think they will, I, hope they I don't. think you'll be able to draw
0: parallels if you're mm-hmm. looking for it.
2: Right. Well, yeah, and plus one I, of them's yeah. Jubilee. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Well, do you want to talk about another beer before we talk about another Robin book?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go first this time, Chris.
0: That's okay. I have to take a sip of mine.
2: Uh, this is Over Easy from uh, Otter Creek Brewing. Um, this is another uh, session beer. The beer we had before was a session, and this is just a session ale. It's a nice little hoppy. Mm-hmm. Still has a, it has a bit of a kind of a wheat taste. Yeah, it has a little bite to it too, which is yeah. nice. This is a really nice, and we you know we, this has been sitting on the table since we started the podcast, so it's mm-hmm. warmed up. Where this would be really good, I think ten degrees colder,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but it still has great flavor really really enjoyable mm-hmm. uh i've been enjoying a lot of the stuff that otter creek has been putting out there i don't understand their um new new labeling yeah, for over I mean,
1: easy because they have is this their session ipa or is that this is a session, session l okay because they they have a session date last year they yeah. had a session ipa I that we all enjoy they still have that Okay.
2: But everything's kind of this, like, hey, we get high in the
1: Volkswagen van. Yeah, <laughs> hippy-dippy kind of.
2: Yeah, it's really hippy-dippy, and it's, like, uh, but you're... Ot- We're
1: old. We call it hippy-dippy now.
2: <laughs> but it's, like, Otter Creek, Otter Creek Brewing. Hey, we get stoned in vans. Uh, drink Ver- this beer. Well, Vermont. <laughs> you yeah. know. But it's just, like, the branding... Garcia. The branding doesn't fit what you, like... Stovepipe, well, Smut- Utter Creek. Smut- Stovepipe
0: noses stuff. It's always been like old pictures of like, you know, Grandma and Grandpa on the porch. Here's a picture of and, the, and now dog we got a pickup truck.
1: Now yep. we got spank, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is two hands. But and it's, it's like Utter, S- utter, Creek, utter Creek, Brewing, Creek Brewing,
2: Stovepipe Porter, mm-hmm. and it's you know an old rickety stove. Okay, that fits. Hey, let's get stoned in the van. Like, it just, like, it's it's this weird weird. branding that they've really turned, I wouldn't even say, like, a 180 on this. It's just like, eh, let's, you know, we're Otter Creek. We, We like to get high and drink. I don't know. Uh, we they've never come out and said that, John.
1: You're putting that on them?
2: Well, they're they're it's called over easy. Over and, e- and there's hey. just a ton of smoke coming out of this van.
1: That might not be smoke, that might just be the
2: vapors of good times.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, from our stash to your glass. Uh, <laughs> that's their stash of beer? I don't know what you're insinuating. I think you're reading you're um,
2: overthinking. It's a hop-soaked session ale, uh, turns over easy and doesn't exhaust the palate. It's it's a really nice drinking beer. They say beer.
1: That, they say it's crushable on the label. I would not want to just slug this though because there is that bitterness there that makes me want to slow down just a bit. But again, this is probably a lot warmer mm-hmm. than we yeah, should yeah, drink it. Yeah, yeah.
2: If it was colder, colder, you probably could drink it a lot quicker. Um, but even a little
1: warmer. It's nice. Paul just crushed his glass. He Um, crushed it. I I had like three, four sips left, and I wanted to see what it would be like to crush it. And it isn't, it isn't bad to uh, just tip it back and drink it. But it has enough. It has enough flavor there where it isn't like, oh, I drink one. Oh, I drink two. It it has a better because it has a little bit of a weedy taste.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a better if you. I mean, it's just an ale. Yeah, it's a hoppy ale. But it's a better wheat IPA than the Great Lakes mm. Sharpshooter. I would go with the Outer Creek on this. Yeah, as well. Uh, Paul, ranking That's between all three beers: Spank,
1: Overeasy, Great Lakes mm. Sharpshooter, Overeasy, Spank, Sharpshooter.
0: Mm. Chris, I have to check out that. I might have to check out that, uh, that Overeasy because I think I can find Smutty Nose here.
2: It's really it's especially for living in Florida.
1: I think it's a perfect drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Chris, what are you drinking? You said you had to take a sip.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is something that's kind of random. I saw it on the shelf because it has a Viking on it wearing sunglasses. Oh, wow. And this beer is actually from Iceland, and it's Einstock. It's their Arctic Berry Ale.
1: Oh, Einstock. That is the uh, Norse god of shade.
0: Oh, That's not true. I'm making that up. I I didn't think it was, Paul. I knew that was you making stuff up. Um, Man, I need to
1: get better at Boulder Dash. (laughs) I don't even own Boulder Dash. Um,
0: This is a limited edition ale. It's a wheat beer that's been brewed with bilberries, which are hand-picked near the Arctic Circle. It's the perfect ale for your summer adventures, they say. Um, This is actually really good. It's definitely almost like a white ale, but then you get a nice... Like tart sweetness off of it um, i've i've never had a bilberry before I've never heard of it before I picked this beer up
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's it's like a citrusy tart almost like if you take a lemon and then cross it with like the earthiness of a blueberry uh it's really good in beer form though I've had these in the fridge so everything i'm drinking is a little bit cooler today but this is something that I definitely like. Uh, I don't know if the rest of their beers would be like as stand out as this, but it's something that I would probably check out. Sounds good. Billberries, man. Billberries. Billberries. I got to go up to I got to go up to Iceland by the Arctic Circle and, and
1: Yeah, pick but then some you're tr- eating like that really rancid fish stuff uh, and then the pickled fish all the time. Ugh. Iceland.
0: Uh, I, I would probably me. Luda, try it.
1: Ludafish? Luda, Luda You're fish? thinking Ludacris, the rapper? No, no, Ludafish. <laughs> Luda
0: no, Ludafish. It's the one that's or like Ludafisk.
1: Ludafisk. Yeah, and it's yeah, like it's a, been like
0: aged in like a, yeah, a hole in the ground or something. Just, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't do not want. It. If I no matter how good of a berry you got, I'm not eating that fish first.
0: It's not happening.
1: Uh, wow. I, much like a
0: good good job, sunglass wearing mm-hmm. Viking. Einstock. Not bad. Hmm. Probably the, the best one I had of the night.
1: Nice. Mm. Uh now we're going from a sunglass wearing Viking to a uh domino mask wearing eleven year old or ten year old. And that is Robin, son of Batman. Son of Batman. Uh written and art by Patrick
2: Gleason. Uh this follows Damien. Rescuing his pet man bat, uh, who has escaped, uh and uh, being a badass little eleven-year-old. The so apparently I missed a Island? lot
0: by by not reading any of the stuff with Damien over the past like two years because.
2: I don't think so, because this is a depowered Damien. This isn't that superpowered.
1: Yeah, what? Yeah, that's what I was reading coming into the book, too. I was like, yeah, wait, I, does he have superpowers? What happened with I think he depowered
2: in that Batman-Robin
1: mm-hmm.
2: book series. By the end of that, he was back to a normal Robin.
1: Yeah, because the last time we reviewed a Damien book was him coming back to life and having superpowers. Yeah. Uh, but this is... This is a
2: Damien who's... You know training batman's kind of batman's still around at this point or whoever's in charge because somebody left that note for him to enjoy that ice cream sundae from don't go out and patrol stay home and have this ice cream sundae <laughs> alfred prepared that ice cream sundae so i think the
1: note was from alfred
2: i would
0: assume so
3: yeah.
2: well, with this
1: his one
0: hand
2: <laughs> uh but this is a Damien that you know he's He's got a. He's got some secrets in his past, mm-hmm. and this is going to be him making up for that the, year of blood. Year of blood, where he was racial ghoul and Talia Ghoul's little monster, uh, who has a like a, a submarine that's full of his kind of his spoils uh, of war.
1: Apparently, there's a uh, an Al Ghoul island that is, seems like this monster science island. You know, if you remember that from the good old days of the DC Universe, uh, where the Al Ghouls would do a bunch of science experiments, or face actual demons, and cage these demons. and um, So, this is uh, Damien coming back and unlocking the vault. And, and trying to right his wrongs. So maybe he collected a bunch of demon artifacts and now uh, he's going to try to get rid
2: I of them. Uh, I don't know. Some of his artifacts are a green lantern ring, uh, a yeah. Martian skull.
1: You know, like there's. Yeah, cool. collecting uh, all of these different artifacts of, or symbols of power, you know, so that he. It's a, like, maybe it's like a weapons vault. I uh, don't know. But he's going to try to cleanse and do away with the evil and that's the premise of the book but right now in this book it's just him uh, trying to having nightmares and uh, hanging out with man um, uh, nobody and, seems cool though. yeah and
0: uh, not- which okay I, I was going to bring that up next because I don't know who uh, nobody was in the pages of like what happened previously but his daughter that's going to be the new Cassandra Kane, right
1: uh, I don't know if it's Cassandra King or his foil. I think it's going
0: yeah, to be his foil. So. I
2: think it's going to be his foil.
0: I, well, I think that's what they're going to be going for, though, because it's the daughter of whoever this nobody guy was,
3: mm-hmm.
0: who's coming after him now. And if you just look at the page with her like holding his helm, mm-hmm. and if you just think like, oh, that's Cassie. It makes sense. I, I'm i just reading this assuming like, oh, this is how they're going to be introducing her.
1: Uh, I don't think it's Cassie, but I, I could, if you're saying like an analog or a different version of her, maybe. But uh, no, I think this is definitely going to be the main villain, eventually the main villain for this. And, you know, maybe not this arc of the Year of Blood, but the next arc. Where we're gonna be getting a little glimpses of her uh and her using her invisibility powers and how she came about them and trying to discover what happened to her father like that's what I'm assuming is gonna be happening like throughout the series and her coming up in you know battle and that what will come out is somehow Damien had a uh hand in his death and her seeking vengeance
2: uh so far, this is one of my favorite books
1: of the new. Hmm. DC.
2: And I've been disappointed. I was disappointed by Hellblazer. I really did not enjoy Fate. Uh, the Red Arrow and Arsenal book. Wasn't that great? I I, I really liked this. I
0: liked all those other ones more than this one.
2: Hmm. Really?
0: Yeah, I, I really did. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think Damien works well when he's paired with someone else. But
1: well, he's paired know, like, with a crazy scientist dude and a uh, <laughs> giant Goliath, a mandat. His, his weird servant. I don't know. I like I like this
2: Damien because he's i I'm, he's he's regulating himself. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. stepping up as a character. He's not just gonna be that snap snot-nosed little brat. This is the guy going no this is my father gave me these things Mm -hmm. he told me that i can be good now it's time for me to right all my wrongs i don't i don't and i don't want to go back to hell yeah uh and i think that gives his character a little more than just a snot-nosed brat Mm -hmm. who's
1: a good foil to batman or dick grayson is batman Mm -hmm. I've always felt with Damien, there's been two Damien's uh, running around in the DC Universe. The Grant Morrison Damien, the one that is the always verged on psychopath, you know, that's, you know, going to go, you know, eventually he will go down the right path. But then even with the Grant Morrison books, like whenever they do the future looks at him growing up, he's just awful. Yeah. And then you got the the uh, Batman and Robin the um, Pete Tomasi, Tomasi style. And this falls over, much closer to the Pete Tomasi style because Pat was, was drawing and maybe picked up some pointers. Uh, so, you know, I kind of was hoping that if we were going to get a Damien book in the DCU, DCU or UDC, whatever it's called, uh, that would be written by Pete Tomasi. Uh, but here it's a good stand-in. It fits. and uh, Maybe it's just the art style that leads me like makes me fall into the trap thinking that this is the Damien that I the same exact written Damien that I was getting before uh, well,
0: I, I think that's part of it but then you do have someone who was Pete Tomasi's co-collaborator right. on that book since mm-hmm. w- when did that start coming out like that, I mean, 2008 like 2009
1: yeah yeah, it was early and it was right after we fell yeah, yeah, right after Green Lantern Court <laughs> you know yeah.
0: So yeah. I mean he went to this, uh so. Patrick Leeson's been working on this. Damien as Batman longer than anyone else has, even like the two writers that kinda made him be Damien. Right. So, so he, it's a good fit. He he does know this character just from talking to, you know, Pete Tomasi and probably Grant Morrison too at times like he's probably got a good grasp on it and that's probably why it does feel kind of in line with that <laughs> um i i don't want to say i disliked this book i just i appreciated kind of what those other books that you mentioned were doing over like i i like red hood and arsenal it was a fun read it definitely more in line with what they were doing originally but i mean that's also still being written by scott luddell so of course that makes sense but I like uh, Doctor Fate just because it was something different. It was something different. Um, My complaint about Doctor Fate, though, is you don't get the full story because they had an eight-page preview that you could download for free off of Comics Algae, but it was also printed in the back of some other random DC book a couple months ago, which leads into where this book actually started off. Yeah,
2: and they even like that first page. They say, "Go read," you know, read that if you want.
0: Which I think it, You really need to It's not one of those like oh it adds depth to it It's mm-hmm. literally you're not getting the first Eight pages of the story
2: uh, if you just read And that might have been Because I kind of was like don't tell me what to do And just kept <laughs> yeah. reading Because I was like that, I Okay just lock from lost I just, <laughs> yeah.
0: I just no, You're, you're literally starting the book Like nine pages in at that point So mm-hmm. I, I think that was uh, To DC's detriment there
2: yeah it seemed it seemed odd but it was like it can't it can't take away from the story it has to you know the story needs to be issue one unless you're calling that issue zero then i'll you know I'll read mm-hmm. it, but it was just like a preview the preview shouldn't
1: yeah it Not should be, be a preview of the, of the book
2: mm-hmm. I don't know maybe I'll go back and read that and maybe get a little more information from it but i i, I didn't I didn't hate it. But it was, I, and I didn't like all the, the text messaging, reading all the texts,
1: in the oh, book. I'm glad that we're not reviewing <sighs> that book. Uh, <laughs> unlike Martian Manhunter number one, uh, which we are talking about this year, we uh, and we've talked, we've been longtime uh, fans of the character, and we've wanted to ha- see Martian Manhunter taken in a different way, not just being the huge superhero. Uh, And we're getting a little bit of that, right? Uh, Who's bringing us this book, John? Uh, Rob Williams and Eddie Burroughs on pencils. Hmm. And this is uh, Weapon, and this is a following Martian Manhunter who's been here for years uh, on Earth. And apparently everything we've known about him is a lie. He's not uh, the last of his kind. He actually was a... Um, weapon made into a weapon of mass destruction as a vanguard of a Martian invasion uh, that he was not did not know when it would happen and it is now happening with the epiphany and he's not a fan of it no no he does not want it to be happening Um, he's I f- warning everybody I feel like I'm missing
3: something, something with
1: this book if I wasn't
2: reading Stormwatch I might have picked up on something else that's going on in here and I don't even know about... I haven't been reading uh, Justice League, so I didn't even know that Martian Manhunter was a member of the Justice League. Um,
1: but I... I always assume he is, even if he <laughs> right. isn't, right? Yeah. Like, well, Because he's the heart of the Justice with this League. New,
2: with, this new DC, yeah.
1: with this new DC, like the new 52, he w- wasn't even close to being a Justice League yeah, member. Yeah, you're right. But this is the new, new DCU. So, yeah. I you know, I... I like See, I, I don't... I don't know.
0: think I missed anything from this, because I think I only read that first issue of Stormwatch, mm-hmm. just yeah. because we read it, because we read all the New 52 stuff. Um, but as long as you know who Martian Manhunter is, and he's had so many new number ones over the past, like, couple years, years, that yeah. this is a character that they're constantly trying to get you to be like, hey, it's Martian Manhunter, well, he's back. It's the character I, this that... This is the ever, one that I like the best, though. Mm-hmm.
2: It's the character that everybody says they love, but then when they try to make a series out of them, everyone's like,
0: no. Well, no. you know what no other series did before? What? Make him Mr. Biscuits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that him, or is that another one? I don't even know. I feel no, like
0: it, that's I've, him. She... It's a girl that brings him cookies. Right. <laughs> like that's...
1: But they're not Oreos. No.
2: So... Yeah. But it's, I mean, at the end of the book, when he says he tells that one woman to kill him, I think that's what she does. She makes him Mr. Biscuits. Hmm. And he says, like, I don't know if I'm good. Um, this is probably one of the best. This is the most interesting way they've portrayed mm-hmm. Martian Man 100 years. Uh, the. Second to uh, New Frontier with the John Jones detective with telepathy and superpowers. Mm -hmm. If I'm not getting that story, I'm really interested in this. I would pick up number two of Martian Manhunter. Um, I might only read through to the end of the story arc, depending on how they go. I think Martian Manhunter is a story that's best told in miniseries form.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say that myself. I'm like, you know what? I really want to see from this DCU. And also, we said, I think we said it all before, that they have so many great characters, and maybe they all shouldn't have an ongoing, but Bizarro has a one one through six. Martian Manhunter, you know, maybe doesn't need a whole ongoing series, but give them a a miniseries and rotate them. Just keep on rotating out... Great, get get great get get great artists and great writers to come in and pitch a character and be like, how many issues do you think you got? I got about twelve. Yeah, good. Do twelve. Let's, let's do twelve.
2: Hey, who's got a great idea about this character? Mm-hmm. You do. Okay, let's do that. I think that is the best way that DC could be, you know, bringing in the money because it's silly how they start a new series and then they're just like. That's not working, cancel it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they d- they've done that quite a bit with that new the new fifty
1: two. Oh. Like, yeah, because they wanted well, to that's... make it streamline continuity and make it like camera ready. They wanted to make the DC universe movie ready and it just fell flat because everything was the same. Well book. this
0: is what the, this is what they're doing with the fifty two U though. Mm-hmm. It's all a lot more story and creator driven than it is trying to get everything to f- in line with
2: what exactly, which is, this is what we want. And, which is what they were great at doing for years. Like mm-hmm. that, we, they DC had made us complete DC readers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We were only basically picking. They up had that. a brain trust of creative people working together and telling stories that they wanted to tell. They captured lightning in the bottle for a good five years. And then,
0: and, it, and, you and know, that was, was working locked. out for them. So then, I think at that point, editorial was like, "Okay, like you guys, you did your thing. Now we got this." Yeah,
1: and then it fell through.
2: But yeah, it's like, oh, we got them. Now we'll just milk it. Oh, that was so
1: bad. It got it got really bad. And then they should have learned the lessons that they should have taken away from Wednesday Comics was people are excited to read these characters. And great fun stories about these characters, yeah. not about the universe that they live in.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then you look at, like, what are their biggest sellers? Scott Snyder's Batman. Like, it stays true to a character driven mm-hmm. story. And I think
1: that's what they need in the Nestor Core War, which was all about just the Green Lanterns being the Cream lanterns against the yellow lanterns and it didn't really it did have some runoff against the other characters but it didn't bleed into every other book yeah
2: and i and i think i mean that's just trying to i mean the way people are reading the market everything has changed mm-hmm. from when dc was You know, when we were all only reading DC.
1: Six years ago when we started this podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And,
2: like, I mean... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Marvel, Marvel almost in a way, is just like, let's do this series. It's over. Let's do this series. It's
1: over. Let's do this series. It's over. And they might not say it's a limited run, but you can kind of (laughs) tell. Like, all right, this book, like Ant-Man, might not get a full, you know, 12 issues. Uh She-Hulk. Well, it's, it's, you know, not it's not because they
0: just announced that they're gonna be relaunching it exactly. after Secret Wars <laughs> wraps up with a new number one.
1: Right. Uh, she Hulk. Yeah, maybe not get a whole twelve issues. It gets twelve issues. It's done. You know, that's all you need. Yes in stories get out there and in tell st- good stories. Like stories like She Hulk and and, and I, I even
2: Hawkeye, I'm i mm-hmm. I'm amazed that it went so long and I was so captivated by that series. But, like, She-Hulk, it fits 12 issues. Like, yeah. do what you want to do with that character quick, boom, boom, get out. Um, Silver Surfer, I feel like, went on... A little long. A little long, but it... Like, the story hit a point where it just started to drag, where it's like, I don't want to see Silver Surfer at a bed and breakfast. I want to see him cosmically doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know sometimes you lose and miss those points with these characters but Martian Manhunter I think they've captured what people like about that character and it's it is his humanity mm-hmm. and when he's threatened by his humanity being taken away from him he says you know destroy me you know yep. kill me yep. and i think that you know um rob williams has captured what i want to read in a martian manhunter book with this book yeah
0: yeah and we didn't really talk about the art too much for it but i know eddie barrows from working on teen titans um i think this now, is better than the teen titans work I, I think so too i think you definitely stepped it it's up like
1: creepy but also superhero it has a creepy factor but also a superhero factor that i have not seen from eddie barrows because
0: i, I well that Page with uh, him like flying in to save the plane. Mm-hmm. That's straight up superhero. Yep. yep. But then and when then, he turns
1: like, into the cr- yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I then then on, like on
0: him like transforming through, and then become like the giant like dragon to like try to help land it. Like that's bigger in scope, I think, than everything that he did over on Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what were you gonna throw in there?
1: No, no, that's exactly the panel I was going to talk about. And I'm like,
0: oh Chris has
1: got it. But, Chris yeah. got this. And he, he, he can land my plane. He'll turn into a giant <laughs> dragon
2: for me. Uh, and even like the panel, like after he's saved the plane, and he kind of has that, hey, it's okay, you're safe, I saved you. And then that kid's like, ah, monster. And then he's flying away. Wait, he's, he's still
0: creepy looking at that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Point. And he, but he's flying away, and he's just really sad. Like I'm not a monster. Like it fits. You see hmm. that? Like hey, I I did a great thing. You know, super scared of him. Mm-hmm. And he's sad about it, but he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good person. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, i am ai am I am a hero. Right. And this, uh I want to say effigy, but, uh, epiphany,
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's not going to take that away from me. And I think that's one of those key things that I walked away from this book and going,
0: yeah, this is the Martian man, hunter I want.
3: Yeah.
2: And that, yeah, the mm-hmm. art, the art fits this
0: book. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do power rankings for everything?
1: Oh,
0: okay. Uh, I, I, I'm ready to go. If you need a, if you need a minute, Paul, yeah, go ahead. Could you go first, John? Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Um, my number one, we are Robin. Uh, it felt like reading just an old school Robin book, which I've been missing for such a long time now. Uh, since the new 52 launch, like I miss reading Robin or even red Robin. Um, so this feels for me like kind of what you were saying, Paul, where this is going to be a book that's going to be tying into things. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a book that matters, right? Whether it because it's taking place during another story, or you're going to get a character or something that happens in this that's going to ultimately affect, you know, the Batman uh, mythos. My number two, Starfire, just because it a lot of fun and it's a book that I want to see more of, as well as my number three, which was actually Bizarro, because mm-hmm. it's. A lot of fun, uh, and then I went Martian Manhunter just because, as much as I enjoyed it and I really liked it, it's not a book that I would probably like stay on for very long. And then Robin's my like runner-up. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but it's a little bit too much of what we've been seeing with Robin for the past like eight years. So I, I didn't feel any like anything special about it. I feel like I just. Read Batman and Robin number 86 or whatever number it would have been on. What?
1: John, do you want to go? Or?
2: Uh, My number one is going to be Damien because Ooh,
0: Ray. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't been reading that Batman book for four years. Mm-hmm. And this book is kind of coming back to that for me. Right, right. and I'm, I can understand the hooks, I, you know. You know, And I, I've always enjoyed that Damien character, and I kind of like him stepping up. Um, Bizarro, number two. It's just so much fun. And the art, like, looking at the art just makes me smile. Um, Martian Manhunter is going to be my number three. Um, we Are Robins, number four, only because those first three that I listed... I would definitely buy the second issue. We Are Robins, I would like to read,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I don't want to spend that money to get it. Uh, Starfire, it was good, it was enjoyable, but I don't feel like I need to read number two.
1: Oh. Uh, John and I were exactly the same except flipped his first and his last. So, <laughs> uh, Starfire, number one, just enjoyable, uh, cute, just fun, light, everything about it is just good. A uh, very, very close second is Bizarro. Um, Six-issue miniseries. It's going to just carry that kind of, like, that story throughout six issues. I know it has the legs to do it. I love that Canada is Bizarro America. <laughs> just makes me laugh. <laughs> Number three is going to be uh, Martian Man. I totally lied, didn't I? Uh, it's Martian Manhunter. Number uh, 3 was Martian Manhunter. Oh, for, for you. Okay, good. Uh Martian Manhunter because it, it's finally a Martian Manhunter story that I think it's going to be in its own little pocket and I I'm going to really I I've been wanting a mar- really good Martian Manhunter book for so long. So we're finally getting it. Number 4 is We Are Robin. Um I'm just more interested in seeing where these characters, the other characters go. Um and seeing who they introduce, it might become the G.I. Joe book of the Marvel, of the DC Universe. Or you have, no, that was Blackhawks. Well, yeah, that was horrible. Mike Costa, too, that did such a great job on uh G.I. Joe over at IDW comes over to DC and just does a horrible book. Uh No, but you're going to have the, oh, this is a mechanic Robin, aka roadblock Robin. <laughs> oh, this is the leader, you know. This is the ninja Robin. Ninja Robin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it this could be a, a jubilee, lot of fun, Robin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it could be a lot of fun. I'm interested to see where it goes. Maybe not. I'm glad one of you guys will be picking it up. <laughs> uh, and then number five is Damien because the son of the bat. You know, Robin, son of Batman. Because I'm still of the even reading this after reading this book, which I enjoyed. He needs to play off a of Dick Grayson. If he's not playing off a of Dick Grayson, he doesn't need to be around, and then he my, should be dead.
0: My the favorite character. part of the book, yeah. and I didn't say this when we were actually talking, was his dream sequence where Dick shows up. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that any of these books are not worth reading. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed oh. reading all of them. Uh, even Agreed. Starfire.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, And if you enjoy reading these books, or were like, guys, you totally missed out and should have totally reviewed uh, Dr. Fate instead... Uh let us know contact at BegnaBroadcast.com dot com or over on our Facebook page comment a post comment on our post about this episode on Facebook. uh you guys can also leave us ratings and reviews over at iTunes. Five stars are always great to uh let people know about our podcast. Uh, five stars
0: I- are the best stars
1: mhm uh an even better way for people to find our podcast is you telling them about it. Just pin them down like you're, you, We you are Robin, and just download it on their phone and say, listen. Uh, I think that's the best way to get any, your grandmother to listen to us, right? Yeah. Just pin her down and just take her iPhone. Pin her down. And
3: take then plug, her
1: <laughs> iPhone. And then plug it into her hearing aid and just have her enjoy the docile tones of John Weatherwax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Do.
1: Chris did I miss anything? Tumblr I've, Imager. I don't Imager. Someone, we should somewhere. create an
0: Imager. <laughs> no, I I think I think you got it all. all right. Just love everything that we do because we do.
1: Twitter Yeah, at Bagnumboard on Twitter. We're there. We're there.